Whoa, 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 whoa. Why y'all so happy? Hey, you don't know. Charvette Mitchell is on the radio. It's time to get motivated, excited, and influenced. Why? It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, live from Richmond, Virginia. And now, here to motivate, excite, and influence you, Charvette Charvette Mitchell. Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, broadcasting from the capital city of Richmond, Virginia. But guess what? Heard all across the world wide web. <laughs> hey, dolls. Hey, gents. Welcome to all those that are joining us on the phone line, those that are listening in from Facebook, those that are listening in from Twitter and Instagram, certainly from my mobile app, from an Alexa device. Uh, and from Charvette.com and our broadcast stations. We appreciate you here always as we bring to you shows that are here to motivate, excite, and influence you. And so uh, we're going to be kicking off the top of the hour uh, right now, jumping right into things. I'm excited because my guest is hanging out in the virtual green room. She might be enjoying some virtual snacks. Uh, while waiting for the show to start here, uh, Maria Davis Pierre is with us. Listen, she is the founder and CEO of Autism and Black Inc., which is located in West Palm Beach, Florida. And really, this organization has a goal and has an aim to bring awareness to autism spectrum disorder and reduce reduce the stigma associated with the dis- with the diagnosis in the black community. And whether you know it or not, uh, April's the Is Autism Awareness Month, so we thought that it would be awesome to take the month out by giving information and insight uh, from an expert. And so Maria, who's coming up to the mic momentarily, is a licensed mental health therapist. She is also a coach, a speaker, an advocate, and an author. Her first published work, The Self-Care Affirmation Journal, is available on Amazon. And we're excited um, that we get to feature, uh, feature her here and Autism in Black. So... Listen, this is what I want you to do. Uh, jump on your social media, wherever you're hanging out, and say, hey, you need to come over and you need to listen and listen in right now uh, to the Charlotte Mental Radio Show because we're live and on the air. Shout out to new listeners that we may have. We were uh, in Vegas last week for a conference, and so... Uh, got back to the East Coast just fine, but uh, met some amazing people. And so uh, welcome to those that are maybe new listeners because we met or connected in uh, in Vegas. All right, so there we have it. There we have it. All right, coming up to the mic right now, Maria Davis-Pierre. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, we are excited Excited to have you and uh, really just to raise the awareness for uh, our audience and uh, and all that is going on in our communities and all that good stuff. And so, Maria, how did you first even decide that you wanted to be a uh, licensed mental health therapist? Um, for me, I was initially on the med school track. I was going to be a pediatrician. Um, but I had a real-life moment, and realization hit me in the face and was like, you really don't like germs like that. 
Um, so this <laughs> might not be the thing for you. <laughs> so um, I sat down with my husband, who was then my boyfriend, and we were looking at self-help programs. He's like, I really think you would be a great therapist. You know, that's what you do now. You know, you talk to people, you help them. So, you know, go on that track. And that started my um, track of becoming a um, licensed mental health counselor. I changed my um, undergrad major from biology to sociology, uh, graduated, then went and got a um, master's in mental health counseling and got licensed. Wow. And then there, uh, there you are just helping, helping people minding your business and helping, you know, helping the world be better one person at a time. And, and so then how did you transition into a space of uh, really advocating and working with autism? So for me, I initially was not working in autism. Um, when I got licensed, I was working in perinatal mental health, uh, postpartum depression and anxiety with black women. And um, then I got pregnant with our first child and we had her and in about six months, I noticed um, signs that she could be autistic. You know, and I went to my husband, I was like, you know, I think Malia is autistic. And he was like, you know, diagnose your clients. Don't diagnose my my daughter. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you know, I left it alone then. But then, around 12 months, she actually started to regress in her speech. So then, I for sure knew she was autistic, and we started the process, the long process, to get her diagnosed um, on the spectrum. And um, at that point. I thought once we got her the diagnosis and I fought and advocated by sitting in a neurologist's office for an entire week to get her this diagnosis, once we went through that whole process, I thought, okay, we've got the diagnosis. It should be easy street, but that was just the beginning of our journey. And then I had professionals coming in and out of our home and never taking our culture into consideration, never talking to us as the parents to see how we were doing, to see if the interventions were working. And I talked to other parents and saw that this was a norm. So that started me on the track of starting Autism in Black because nobody focuses on parents, let alone black parents. So I wanted to be that support system for them. So let's make sure that our audience is clear on autism so and autism mm -hmm. spectrum disorder so how would it be the what's the easiest way to explain it to those that are listening who are not familiar with autism okay so autism uh, is a neurology autism spectrum disorder which is the full name is a neuro neurological disorder okay uh, a lot of times when people say it they think intellectual disability but it is not an intellectual disability um, with autism, a child or adult, they're going to have um, issues with communication, issues with um, sensory, and is issues with social socialization. So, you know, they may not um, be able to have a full conversation with you. They may, um, you know, not like certain foods or certain clothes, the tags or how it fits may cause um, them, you know, to have a reaction. So, you know, a lot of times how I explain it to parents is that you will see a child and you'll think they're having a tantrum in the store, but really they're having sensory overload because 
children on the spectrum or adults on the spectrum experience things 10 times greater than we do. So the light, the sound, smell, touch, all of that, they experience so much greater, you know. So if your child may be doing um, hand flapping or spinning in circles, those are repeated behaviors that are associated Mm -hmm. with autism. Um, from like my child, she was speaking and was speaking words clearly, and then it was just as if she forgot how to talk. That's another, you know, sign. That's regression in their speech, or if they're late in speaking. Another one is I thought my daughter was deaf. You know, they, she had a slow reaction time. I would go around banging pots or calling her name, and it would take her a long time to even realize what I was doing to get her attention. So those are some of the signs, you know, there's a thing online called the um, M-Chat. So you can look that Mm -hmm. up for parents and it's a little 20 questionnaire that you can go on and do if you feel like, you know, you're seeing signs and it will let you know it on a high, medium or low scale scale where your child falls um, for risk Mm -hmm. of, um, autism. So you can print that off, take it to your pediatrician and start the process for getting your child diagnosed. And so it is a spectrum. So there are, there are those that um, experience fewer reactions than others. Is that accurate? Um, There are, the simplest way to explain it would be would be high functioning versus low functioning. So your high functioning person would be considered Asperger's, even though that's not a clinical term anymore. Um, so that would be somebody that would be able to, you know, uh, gain the coping skills and be able to function, you know, in, in society with uh, conversations and things like that. Then on the lower end of the scale, you have those that require more assistance. You know, they may not be able to verbally communicate. They may have to live, you know, with their parents or whoever's their guardian, you know, for the rest of their lives, you know. But at the same time, someone who is, you know, um, considered lower functioning can have skills of someone who is higher functioning. And someone who is higher functioning can have skills of someone who is also considered lower functioning. That's why it's seen as a spectrum disorder because no two people are the same. Okay. Listen, we are getting some awareness and information out to you today. Listeners, those that are that are tuning in, thank you so much. Uh, if you just tuned in, you are listening to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show broadcasting from the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, but heard all across the World Wide Web. And this is Autism Awareness Month, and we are honored to have the CEO and founder of Autism in Black, Inc., Miss Maria Davis Pierre. And so... Um, I love that you are able to, you know, have the experience, the personal experience, and then you kind of stepped out of yourself really to say, how can I help others? Because certainly having, um, you know, being focused on your child and make sure that she is able to be in society and, and all of that, and then stepping outside of that to say, you know what, let me help, let me help others. And so do you still feel that there is a stigma in the African-American community around autism? Oh, most definitely. Um, When it comes to the African-American child getting diagnosed with autism, we're still at an overall two-year gap uh, behind 
white children, and that's overall. So in some states, it's eight years, six years, you know, overall for the diagnosis, and that has to do a lot with the stigmas associated being um, black and autistic. And what is the what is the issue? Like, why can't why would you why wouldn't they be able to diagnose it? Uh, so let we I I'm gonna begin. Like, I can't even form the words because it's just gets me every time. But it's so yeah. it's so much. It is so much. Um, let's start with um the professional side of it. So you know your regular pediatrician and things like that. They're not thoroughly trained in autism, you know, so it's your developmental pediatrician, it's your clinical um, psychologist and your neurologist that really have the specialization in autism. So your regular doctors don't. So they're not um, trained in it. So when they see it, they may not feel comfortable saying, okay, this is what autism is. Now, they're supposed to have a checklist that they use at um, well visits, but as a parent, and then I'm sure when you go to the doctor, you've never seen your doctor pull out a checklist to make sure that, you know, you're hitting all these markers. You just don't see it. Um, That, and then the fact that research has shown that doctors rather not have the conversation with black mothers about their children and autism because they don't think they're going to understand. They don't want to engage in that conversation because they only have a set amount of time to um, have the appointment and they got to go and see the next person that's waiting for them. So they rather not even engage in the conversation if they see that the child may be autistic, you know, so there's those barriers holding Mm. us back. There's also the stigmas within our own community, you know, Religion plays a big factor that we're taught to, one, not tell our business to nobody. The only person we talk to is Jesus. You know, we don't, we're not mm-hmm. supposed to be out here letting people in our business, let alone therapists and all of that. I mean, my goodness, you know, we definitely can't have that stigma of being labeled as something wrong with our children. Um, then there's the, the shame and, and the guilt that goes along with it because parents may feel like it's their fault that their child has autism, so they rather, you know, not get them any services or they're in a state of denial, so that leads to them not getting any services. There's so many factors and stigmas that go down to, you know, our children having this, this gap. Um, so then our children are yeah. then being diagnosed in the school system, and at that, at that age, they're already past early intervention, and early intervention is so important, and that is age three and before. You know, so once they're in school, they're already five, six, seven, eight, and getting diagnosed, and there's that time that has lapsed where they weren't getting any services. And it's, with autism, you can't kind of, you know, go back in time and make that, that time up. You have to start where they're at. You know, so that is also has to do with the gap that is um, out there. So there's so many factors that leave our children with this gap. My goodness, and what this highlights to me is that as a uh, those of that are parents, it's really to own and control. Um, the health and the well-being of your child and not to leave it to um, solely to the medical profession and to get, mm-hmm. you know, get out of your way and whatever you might be feeling and like this denial and all of that and to really that we have to, we as a community and, and parents have to own this and really own um 
own the intervention and the diagnosis and all of that. Uh, and, and I suspect Most that um, not that they're probably not not only are they not diagnosing autism spectrum disorder, or they are misdiagnosing. So they're giving regimen, yes, or they're giving therapy, yes. they're misdiagnosing. <laughs> Do you see that? Yes, um, um, across the board, uh, the misdiagnosis is always a behavior issue. So they don't believe, even believe that autism can happen in black children. So they'll give them a behavior disorder, um, ADHD. That's so common. Um, then there's the oppositional defiant and bipolar, you know, bipolar disorder. That's what you're seeing. And these kids, one, uh, a nine-year-old should definitely not be diagnosed with bipolar disorder. That's just, I, when right. I see that, that's crazy to me, you know. So misdiagnosis, over-the-top misdiagnosis with um, black children, especially our black boys. You know, they're going to give them the uh, behavior disorders because in girls it does look differently. So sometimes they don't um, have the, the behaviors that, you know, some children with autism have. So, yes, across the board, misdiagnosis and underdiagnosis in our communities. And it has to do also to do with the information not getting to our communities, you know, where um, – not getting the information like white communities get the information on autism and things like that. You know, so there's communities who don't even know what autism is. So if they don't even know what it is, how do they know their child is autistic? You know, so that has to do with it as well. Uh, lots of conversations, listeners. That is why we have Maria here today, founder of Autism in Black, Inc. Uh, that's why we are here. We're here. And so, Maria, I'm going to take a quick commercial break, but once we come back, I want to talk about the services, the resources, and things that Autism in Black has available. And then I want to jump into um, your book and talking about the self-care and the affirmation journal. So we're going to do that, listeners. We're going to take a quick break. Don't you move. We'll be right back. It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Charvette will be back after this. Today we decided to walk to school. At the corner, we waited to cross the street. The stoplight counted down. 15, 14, 31, I mean 13. We took a left on Carroll Garden Street. Loud music was coming from a car. Danny's a smart kid, but he gets so distracted. There were so many other sounds. I didn't know what to focus on. Danny, Earth to Danny. Suddenly he realized he forgot his homework again. I left my homework on the table. At the, the school, school steps, steps we, we hugged goodbye. goodbye. I, I really, really hope he doesn't have another bad day at school today. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free online resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Get personalized recommendations, practical tips, daily access to experts, and more. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. Are you starting a new business, releasing a CD, writing a new book? Consider Mitchell Productions for your web design services. Visit www.mitchell-productions.com for portfolio samples, specials, and package prices. Remember, a website is not a luxury item. It's a necessity. Check out Mitchell-Productions.com or find them at Facebook.com slash Mitchell Productions. Titans, go! When the Teen Titans go to the movies, they know the best way to travel is safely. Hollywood, here we come! Budget! And you know it's super. 
To keep your child safe, be sure to use the right car seat for their age and size. Exactly. We're finally on the big screen. Have a seat, my dude. For more information on finding the right seat, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Gotcha. That's a wise move. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. She's here to motivate, excite, and influence you. She's Charvette Mitchell. Charvette Mitchell. It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show with in-depth interviews from today's leading authors, gospel artists, stars that you want to know about. And now, Charvette Mitchell. All right, welcome back, welcome back again to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. So excited to have all those that are listening in uh, and checking us out here. Listen, April Autism Awareness Month, we're taking the month out with the bang. Uh, I'm telling you what, with Maria Davis, Pierre, uh, founder and CEO of Autism in Black, Inc., which is located in West Palm Beach, Florida, uh, and we're just giving you all of the good information here today, and so we're jumping back in. So, Maria, uh, let the listeners know what type of services, resources Autism in Black has available for the community. Sure. So, for those who are in Florida, um, I do uh, parent coaching and couples coaching. So the parent coaching is for anybody, wherever they are on their autism journey, meaning if your child has got, just gotten diagnosed and you're trying to deal with the feelings, you know, that are associated when your child just gets diagnosed, I'm there to help. If you're in um, the part where your child is hitting puberty and you don't know how to have conversations, I'm here to help. Navigating the school system, you know, having a parent advocate join you for your IEP meeting and things like that, because that is so important that they, that you attend these meetings and you're present for these meetings because IEPs navigate the school system for them, you know, for goals and uh, objectives and for them to be successful after school. So I'm there to help you with that. And then with couples coaching, you know, regardless if it's co-parenting or uh, helping you in your relationship. We know that having a child with a disability, the spotlight can go on them, and we kind of leave our other relationships behind. So helping you and your partner get on the same page to be able to set your child up for success and to help you guys get back on a good, steady foundation um, because we all know that our kids grow up and leave the house, and you guys want to make sure that you still have your connection after that. Um, for those in any other of the other 50 states, I help with IEP reviews. So if you're, you have an IEP and your child is not getting the customized care that they should with their individualized education plan, then I am here to help with that. And I also train uh, healthcare professionals on cultural competency with the black disability community because it is extremely different for us and our experiences are extremely different from other races. Oh, awesome, awesome. There is support, listeners, there is support. So how do they get to Autism in Black? What's the contact information? Okay, so my website is www.autisminblack.org. Um, you can email me at info at autisminblack.org. Um, on Instagram, I at Autism in Black. And on Facebook, it's Autism in BLK. 
All right, and I have tagged her on Facebook, uh, both a personal and business page, and also those on Twitter. I've been tweeting as well, so you have the contact information there. Uh, shout out to Ardra R. Upchurch, who is listening in. Uh, she's commenting on Facebook that the misdiagnosis is way too uh, way too common and in and, uh, agreement mm-hmm. that the stigma for autism in the black community is still very much there and so uh, we want to raise the awareness around it and so that you have resources and and and, and the like and thank you so much again Maria for uh, founding and creating autism in black to be you know really to be a resource for the community and so um, have you seen, do you feel like it's getting better, it's getting worse, it's getting, uh, you know, with social <laughs> media it feels like you can share information more, and so maybe, you know, people have more information. How how do you feel from, like, mm-hmm. where you started to kind of where things are now? Wow. Um, I think that with parents seeing someone who looks like them um, and is experiencing what they're experiencing, it's helped them to break that wall down just a little bit and for them to be more vocal about what they're going through. You know, and that was my whole intent with um, sharing my story, you know, not having any shame or guilt around who my daughter is because I love her for who she is. And by me being able to set that example, I see that parents are more willing to, you know, share their stories. So I'm all happy about, you know, us being out there and telling telling the world, you know, what autism is and that you don't have to be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. If you don't take anything away, else away from this show, do not be do not be ashamed. And so, um, Maria, certainly a full schedule, you know, wife, mom, uh, therapist. And when did you have time to sit down and write the self-care affirmation journal? Oh, my goodness, it's probably taken me a whole year to um, create that in between time, you know. So, yeah, so little (laughs) breaks here and there, (laughs) most definitely. Wonderful. And so tell us about uh, why self-care, because, you know, that's a buzzword these days. And so why why is self-care so important? I like to say self-care is the new black. Um, That's my tagline for that. (laughs) But um, I feel like society society has the wrong viewpoint of what self-care is. They see it on social media and they see, you know, people lounging in hotels, you know, and islands drinking. And while that is great, you know, it's not realistic. Self-care is about setting up your, your mental frame of mind to be able to handle the challenges that day-to-day living throws at you, you know. So I wanted to make sure that you have a strong foundation, a strong self-care routine, and that's what my book does. It's 52 self-care affirmations as well as workbook pages that go with each affirmation that can either take you through a year or two months of daily affirmations uh, to help you set up a self-care routine. So we're talking about setting up a support circle of system of people that are there to help you when you need something, help you, because it's so hard for us, especially as black women, to say we need help, you know, so it's Mm -hmm. uh, breaking those barriers of shame around that. It's setting boundaries. It's hard for us also to say no to someone, you know, so no is a complete sentence. And this is going to help you set those boundaries and then stick with them. We're setting realistic boundaries because a lot of times we set boundaries 
and we don't stick to them. And that's why people will continue to overstep, you know, and um, not respect your boundaries because you're not sticking to them because you're not setting realistic ones. So set one realistic boundaries that you can follow through with whatever the consequences that you say are with come with your boundaries, you know. So that is what this book covers, helping you to love you for who you are and not who you want to be next year, you know, for who you are currently. Ooh, that's good. For not who you want to be next year. Wow, but for who you are mm-hmm. currently. Is there is there like one affirmation you could give the listeners uh just to just to chew on? Uh yes, no is a complete sentence. I think that is um you know, I give my permission to say no and a lot of times I think we have to give ourselves permission because we're like okay I, I don't know if I can say no what are, how are they going to feel if I say no and a lot of times we are worried about everybody else but not worried about how it makes us feel when we take on so much because we don't know how to say no you know so I give myself permission to say no oh I love it I give myself permission to say no. There you go. There you go. So where can they get a hold of the journal? So you can go on Amazon. You just type in self-care affirmation journal. And then also when you go to my site, um, a pop-up will uh, come up on the screen and you can buy it that way. So um, Amazon has the hard copy as well as the Kindle version as well. Fabulous. Wow. Well, the goal of my show is to motivate, excite, and influence. And, Maria, we want to know what continues to motivate you? Helping families, helping families that are like me. Mm. Short and simple and to the point, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, yes. That's motivation. <laughs> That is motivation enough. Well, there you have it, listeners. Uh, Again, thank you so much, Maria, for um, being here on the show. And one more time, let's give out the social media um, contact information for Autism in Black. On Instagram, it's Autism in Black. And on Facebook, it's Autism in BLK. All right. Very simple. There you have it. There you have it. Well, thank you so much for stopping by the show. We appreciate you and for taking out uh, April with us. Yes. Thank you for having me. I so appreciate it. Oh, you are welcome. You are welcome. All right, listeners, that's going to be a wrap for today's show. As always, visit us and check back with us uh, next week as we bring you more phenomenal shows and um, outstanding interviews. And certainly, if you know someone that needs to hear this, you need to share the link. <laughs> Tell them to go to iTunes, check it out, or go to Charvette.com. Um, Live from Richmond, Virginia, Later. you've been listening to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Catch Charvette Mitchell every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Interviewing all the stars you want to hear from. So until next week, stay motivated, excited, and influenced. This is the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.